Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to Mile Higher Podcast, episode 69. Today we're doing another ponder sesh, and I'm so excited because this is my favorite type of episode. If you guys have not joined us for a ponder sesh before, it's basically like a melting pot or a... No, not a melting pot. What's the word for it? A potluck. It's like a variety cast. A potluck. Or a you potluck. each bring some stuff. We've each brought in some <laughs> spicy little I got tidbits the desserts. from the internet. You got the, the appies. <laughs> yes. So it's basically stuff that we have each found on the internet that we think is really interesting, that we think you guys would find interesting. And we're basically going to be teaching each other a little something today. So we yeah, each have I always four like the surprises. And, like we don't really yeah. know what each other's going to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So. You know, we've called these episodes like unexplained phenomena before, but I think we're going to call this one an actual ponder sesh today because yes, it's it's not all phenomena. No. And it, and it's really just topics that will make you ponder, right? Mm-hmm. Like make you make you think. So let's go ahead and jump right into things. We got an interesting news story that actually happened back in January, but it's kind of resurfacing again because a it's the summer and people are starting to go on vacation, but also because this poor woman named Lawrence Daly, a just a mom from Delaware was at a Dominican Republic resort back in January. And essentially what happened, and this is a five-star luxury resort, mind you. So it's like the second night they like go out and then they come home and she ended up getting hungry and her husband had like already gone to bed. And she decided that room service was closed. So this was late at night. She decided that she was going to go downstairs and try to find a snack. And so in order to go find a snack, she had to, you know, walk between buildings and on her way back, she got jumped by a resort employee. She said she saw the shirt, had the logo and everything. And this guy literally dragged her into what she called the hole. And it was just a crawl space inside this resort somewhere in a dark crawl space. And he literally just like beat her to a pulp. It's fucking it's crazy. Like nearly killed her. Why? We don't know. We don't they even don't know, know who why it was. It. Yeah. We don't know who it was or anything. Wow. And basically, she got beat to a pulp by the resort employee, and she was there for hours, and she thought she was going to die. So it was obviously. a resort employee, but they don't know who it was. We don't know who it was, no. How does that even It was a male, happen? obviously. Wow. You'd think it'd make it so much easier knowing the employees. Yeah. And like pe- she was gone for a while. Like Her husband and stuff were searching for her and stuff. Like, what the hell? Where'd she go? And then mm-hmm. somebody heard her calling for help, and they eventually found her, and her face, like the picture just is shocking. Yeah. Um, I mean, they looked like they were trying to kill her Ugh, um, in a very like a brutal, pumpkin, like a jack-o'-lantern. Oh my God. Poor thing. The mouth is like ripped open. Her Ugh. eyes are both completely She's swollen, so swollen shut. She's got lacerations, fractures on her nose. She got really beat bad. Yeah. And we don't even know for sure, but she thinks she may have been sexually assaulted as well. I was going to say there must be like some other. Why else were they doing that to her? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I there's can. obviously a predator there at the the resort like Jesus. Thing. But the most frustrating thing about this and and oftentimes this happens in, you know, countries outside of the U.S. that may not have the same sort of police force and, and criminal justice system. This has gone unsolved and. Nobody's being held accountable for it. The police are still investigating, they say, but they don't they've never, you know, brought somebody in for it or, you know, the resort is saying it's not their fault at all that this even happened. And so she's even talked about suing the resort. She should. Which is called Majestic Elegance uh, Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. 
and it actually has like good reviews and stuff. Surprising, like it's a normal ass resort. Yeah, and something this brutal happened there. And you know, one of the reasons I want to bring up is because summertime, and a lot of people go to the Caribbean for, you know, vacation and things like that. Which I'm not saying don't go to the Caribbean because the Caribbean's beautiful. You know, we just went not that long ago. We went to Jamaica actually, and we had a, a kind of a sketchy experience there as well. Yeah. We had a majorly sketch experience there. We mm-hmm. saw some shady shit going down. Something went down. Yeah. Yeah. We, <laughs> Good God. I don't even know. Like we were kind of drinking while well, we were drinking. We were at an all inclusive resort. So we were, drinking. Yeah, we were drinking. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we were hanging out in our room and we were just like, we had a beach balcony and we were looking down and there was these people running around in like, um, completely black outfits with like, uh, some of them had like masks. Yeah. Yeah. They and were. Then some or at of least them, hoods over them, like yes. clearly trying to not be detected in. Right. Cause this is like what night, like 12 o'clock at night or something. Yeah. It was late. We were almost going to bed. So it was late. It's probably like almost one. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, they were running around. They had like walkie talkies and they were like rolling on the beach and hiding under chairs. With, and yeah. yeah strategically like yes getting like their way into around. the resort and then we saw employees ride out on this little like car thing and drop this like grocery bag into a bush yeah and then leave it there and then you know a couple seconds later the people in the black outfits came running out and grabbed whatever it was so it was clearly some type of drug dealing going Something. on yeah um, and then we saw, remember we saw them all smoking probably weed in, yeah. I mean, it is I mean, Jamaica. Jamaica man. <laughs> yeah, man. They're all smoking in the hotel right. though, like in a room in like a storage closet or something. Um, yeah, we had a lot of sketchy experiences in Jamaica. I did not feel safe there. And I was going to say she was walking alone at night, a woman and you know, they, don't walk alone if you're a woman late yes. at night. Oh my like, God. Why would you do that? that yeah, because you think, oh, I'm on this special private right. beach. I'm safe. That's what the Jamaican resort we were at was advertising this private beach. And they had a light on the beach so you could walk out there at night. That's why that spotlight is there. Mm-hmm. Um, but not the entire beach was lit up. And the dark areas was where people were hiding. And they can't so wall the beach So someone could off. easily like go and get people. It's crazy. And they had no security out there. Remember we called, we called down. We did. We called, I reported it twice to the the staff and then I actually reported it when we got home to like the corporate people. Yeah. And they actually sure did nothing bring was out done security it, with like dogs and everything up and down the beach. Yeah. But it oh, seemed yeah. like but an inside forever. job was going on with the resort for sure. Oh, Employees. Definitely. But it just goes definitely. to show you like just because you're at a resort doesn't mean you're safe there. No, especially in another country or a country like Jamaica. No, you have got to be on your toes. And that's what's so scary is like oftentimes you're not at a resort. You're drinking. It's all like free liquor and shit and you're on vacation. So you're like the last thing you're going to be thinking about is like your safety and stuff. And you think at a place like that, you're safe. You're in this like safe little zone. That's what she thought. Maybe a dangerous country, but it's a safe resort. Not always the case. No. And a lot of these places do have high crime, high violent crime, like Jamaica. The statistics yes, on sexual assault bad. on women is like astronomical is. right now. It's actually a really big epidemic there. And Dominican Republic is known to be safer, actually. And so, I mean, this could have been just a one off individual that works for the resort, which that's probably what happened. But at the end of the day, you know, the you're point not have- is, is like, you know, obviously these things are going to happen there, but the hotel should be doing something about it, but they're not. No, not at all. And they're not taking responsibility. They're not, they're not really doing anything. Yeah. That's kind of like whatever goes 
in some of these resorts. Yeah. You in know? fact, they went to their lawyer and asked the lawyer, let's sue these guys. Right. Yeah. They were like, let's sue them. And they're yeah. like, there's literally nothing you can do. Like apparently because of the Dominican Republic government and the police force there, like there's just either a lack of care or a lack of attention or resources to do anything mm-hmm. about it. And there's really not much you can do, you know, when you're dealing with suing another uh, country, you know, country's company yeah. versus they the U S they don't want to do it. Cause it does make more media, more attention towards it and everything. Yeah. So, so it really sucks. So she's just trying to raise awareness and, and hopefully get Poor some thing. sort of justice. Cause this is just, that just seems awful. insane that someone could get away with that. Yeah. And the U S travel advisor actually uh, raised the level to level two and exercise increased caution when uh, going to Dominican Republic. So what's the current uh, travel advisory level for um, Mexico, Mexico? I think it's a two as well. Oh, it's only a two. Cause at well, one point we looked at going and it was really bad at one point. So we were, we ended up not going, but they also have it per areas too. Yeah. Like some areas of Mexico are going to be safer than mm-hmm. others. Let's yes, see. of course. But yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Level two. So yeah, it's increased caution because there so is a lot of crime, Yeah. but they also put in notes like do not travel to these certain States or territories or whatever they are per country. So if you're traveling this summer and you're going foreign country or just ever, it's always good to check out the travel.state.gov site because they do give you good information on like what kind of crime is happening there, how not to be a victim of that crime and where not to go to be safe. So mm-hmm. um, really uh, good to know. So yeah, stay safe this summer, guys. So many, so many things happen to women in big vac- on vacation places. Yeah, and if you're a woman, don't go by yourself. At oh my night. God, never. Don't go, never just don't go do out that. at night, like period. Like they can fuck up a guy too. Though. Yeah. Yeah. True. That. So yeah, yeah. I really would just recommend staying off beaches and dark places at night or just outside where you're, yes. you know, prone and just to, like, if you're going to drink and have fun, you still have to be vigilant. Doesn't give you like, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. You do. That's the world we live in. There's really no, like you can, there's no safe place completely where you can just there's let really go not. of all your worries. Cause you, you really have to be on guard. Literally everywhere. Yeah. But yeah. So the next bit of news that we want to talk about has to do with CBD and cannabis, actually. So Illinois became the 11th state to legalize recreational marijuana use. Um, They're going, the governor plans to sign the bill, which lawmakers voted last Friday to legalize. And it will also actually expunge criminal records of prior convictions of minor pot possession, which is great. Because there's 770,000 minor cannabis related cases, which will be expunged because of this new bill. Hmm. And California's got even more Colorado. That's part of the legalization as well as so many people are locked up for just right. minor pot possession. Which is so crazy. It's <laughs> absurd. And yeah. in fact, I was going to, I almost forgot. Um, I wanted to mention a story somebody wrote in uh, to us this week and she shared this crazy story in Florida where, you know, Florida has legal medical marijuana now but not rec and one of her friends they got pulled over and they had apparently smoked in the car the night before and so the cops smelled like you know residual from the other day and he actually had them get out and everything and she had a vape pen on her a thc vape pen on her and it fell out and the cop found it and they arrested her for it (gasps) and because this is crazy but the thc oil is actually if you get caught with that in some states, it's an automatic felony. 
they treat it like a prescription basically because it's oil they put it in a totally oh different class gosh. so she has a felony charge on her record now for having this vape pen in a state with medical marijuana because <sighs> where they live the That's sheriff ridiculous. doesn't like the fact that they're passing these legalization acts so he's cracking down on everybody that is not you know for the most minor things and she was just telling me like her friend's still locked up and it's been a long time now. Oh, that's terrible. Or a vape pen. Oh my gosh. That's just so unfair. So it, it's a good thing that states are starting to fall in line and it seems like ridiculous this. to me that I over here in Colorado can go buy a vape pen from the, the store down the street with no problems could smoke right next to a cop. Yeah. And if you cross some invisible border into some other yeah, state, you know, then like, I could I could be arrested. Oh, my gosh. That's so mind you blowing. You will be arrested if yeah. you have a vape pen. They like they think <laughs> so that's stupid. worse. Like I was actually listening to I think it was like live PD or something. They were talking about these vape pens because they're starting to show oh, up everywhere yeah. mm-hmm. and they think they're way worse. They're like these are showing because kids are getting a hold of them, which is not good, obviously. Yeah. Well, the vape problem in general with children with all types of vapes is a problem yes that's true like just vape in gen right and i guess but. because the oil is more potent than you know like flour usually yeah um especially if you're new to marijuana but mm-hmm. it's crazy like they're it's a really big deal to get caught with thc oil but yet cbd oil on the other hand is le- is legal isn't that so weird like just because it doesn't have that thc you know, it's now illegal. But one of the other things I was going to mention is Ben and Jerry's actually Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Such good fucking ice cream. Yes. Is planning to start selling CBD infused ice cream ASAP. And the only reason they won't do it right now is because the FDA the uh, actually has a, a regulation in place that prevents CBD from being added to food and drink beverages right now, like in grocery stores. It's why you don't see it at your, you know, grocery store right now, CBD. But I'm pretty sure that's going to get lifted very soon. Wow. So you might be seeing <laughs> CBD infused, like literally everything, coffee, ice cream. It's going to be fucking in everything. That's just so crazy. Like here in one story, we have this girl going to jail for such a ridiculous thing. And then we have CBD possibly coming into grocery stores. In like that what? same county. And just because one's illegal right now than the other. How stupid. It is. It's just so stupid. It should all be legal. It's all from the earth. It should be legal. Oh, I know. Well, I think the good thing is nationwide legalization is going to be coming sooner or later. Yes, It really is. And then like our governor just is trying to get a bill passed to allow doctors to prescribe medical marijuana as opposed to opioids, which is great, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the TSA, the last bit is the TSA actually just updated their rules to allow CBD oil on flights. So if any of you are out there and you're like, I'm too nervous to bring CBD through the airport because we always bring CBD everywhere we go. Always in the airport. And your stuff did get confiscated. Where were we? Uh, But that was just my fault because I didn't have a like a proper bag for it. Yeah, that's true. No, he said I could have. Yes, I could have kept it if I had like proper. It was over the like whatever the limit. Um, because I did a, have something else that was under that was CBD that he allowed me to keep. Oh, okay. So it was just cause I had, I had our, um, hemp bombs. I had a, just a bunch of hemp bomb stuff. I had the pills, the gummies, the oil. I had, um, the, the stuff for your back, the freeze CBD freeze. 
and that's what he took. Oh, and I was yeah, because so it was too sad. big. Yeah. I was like, no, this is like the one thing I need is my CBD freeze from hemp bombs. Yeah, no, you love that stuff. <laughs> that's really good stuff for like muscle pain, joint pain. It is. All that kind of thing. So, yeah, so now you can bring it on. They're not going to confiscate it. And I also read in their actual announcement, they said they're not going to be looking for medical marijuana either. Good. Like if they find it, they're not going to do anything. Good. They shouldn't. There's bigger problems out there than people's oh, I know. medicine, medical oh, I know. marijuana. Oh, I know. Right. Oh, Seriously. So, yeah, that's all good news. But let's go ahead and jump into our ponder sesh here. But before we do, I'd like to thank our sponsors for today. All right. I am ready to fucking ponder. Kendall, what do you have for me? To ponder about. Well, the first thing that we are going to be talking about is something that I heard on the H3H3 podcast this week. (laughs) And it has also been covered by Shane Dawson like two years ago. I didn't even know that. But we're a little late to the game. (laughs) But it's really interesting. It's the idea of CGI influencers. Mm. So if you have not heard, there are several Instagram accounts or like influencers that are 100% AI and they still have big followings and they do brand deals and work with different companies on like projects and stuff. And some of them model and it's like a whole thing. Yeah. And the crazy part about it is full screen did a study on it and found that 50% or more of the followers think that it's real. That's crazy. At least on this Michaela one, which is the one that we're going to talk about. This is definitely the largest AI social media influencer. She has over 1.3 million Instagram followers. That's crazy. Yeah, they're they're made up of CGI. They're like the actual bodies are generated by CGI. But yeah, it's crazy that AI can create voices now that sound so real that you can't tell that they aren't. You know, like it's gotten to the point where they're, yeah, indistinguishable. I mean, for the moment, I mean, yeah, when you you, first look at this one, like here, I'll bring her up here. Oh, yeah. You can tell like she looks like a really good sim, right? Yeah. Like she looks definitely there's some realistic features and stuff, but no part of me looks at that and thinks it's real for more than maybe five seconds. Almost like a girl from like a Pixar movie or something. Yeah. Like a A Disney character. Obviously more real looking than that. But yeah, it's like if you pulled. You know, like wreck it Ralph out of his movie and put <laughs> yes. him in real life. Like that's what he would look like. Yeah, but she does um interviews and everything. She um let's see here. In February she collaborated with Prada for the Milan Fashion Week and she posed posted a 3D generated gif of herself at the Milan Fashion Show wearing the spring summer twenty eighteen collection. So literally she was paid by Prada Whoa. to do this. That's um, crazy. And then over on Prada's Instagram account, she gave their followers a mini tour of the space, just like any influencer would for a brand. I don't know what that means by space, but maybe her space. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know this article. Um, but they basically announced that um, there's other, well, there's other people that do this too. Like there are other influencers other than just Michaela. Like there's this one named Shadu. And some of them look more real than others. Like this one looks way more real, right? Yeah, definitely. So she's a lot easier to believe. Sure. Um, So a lot of people think she's real. A lot of people think this one's real. And if you're not, if you're just listening, these are just models. They really look like regular models. Um, They're just like CGI'd into all these posts. Yep. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. It's super interesting. So I don't know. It's really it's like the virtual reality is like becoming a part of our real reality. Yeah. 
Yep. Because it's not like it's a robot like Sophia the robot or something, right? It's a CGI body. No, no, it's not. It's like a complete character. It's like a whole. She even does a song. Like, I'm going to play like two seconds of it. So we don't huh. get demonetized. <laughs> she I do a glass at the mirror. What the fuck? You tell me that's bad luck. That's her song. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, she has like an actual song. It's kind of crazy. Um, but the voice sounds so like human like. I know it does. Well, it is someone like clearly. Someone does the voice for her, right? Or maybe they generate the voice. I'm, I'm not really sure. Yeah, they generate the voice and okay. everything. I mean, the artificial intelligence does all of that, I assume. Yeah, she was named as one of the most influential people on the internet by Time magazine. <laughs> I'm so Is she confused. really faking these big companies, I wonder? No, 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 no. They know she's fake. But they're getting into the AI sp- or the you know CGI space, the fake influencer so space. So what the hell? All of us influencers are going to be without a job pretty soon. They'll have AI. <laughs> they'll be like an AI That's PewDiePie the and stuff. Like- there was an article that recently came out. I can't remember what who put it out, but it was basically that. Like the influencer bubble is going to burst because <laughs> the AI is going to take over well, I mean, our jobs. Gonna- at the end of the day, they're they're not real people. I just can't see... We're gonna being lose like, that I don't touch. Wanna, I don't know. Maybe eee. that would be insane. <laughs> but she even did an interview at a Coachella thing. Um, she interviewed this guy. Listen to this. Coachella, and I'm joined by JPEG Mafia right now. Thanks so much for hanging out. Yeah, no problem. Right, so you just got off a, a U.S. tour with Vince Staples. Mm-hmm. Tell us a Looks little bit CGI'd. about that and uh, a little bit. your favorite part about it, or the most memorable moment. I loved it, man. You know, I'm kind of, I'm really honored Vince took me on this tour. You know, I got to play in front of more people than I ever seen. And, um, you know, it was, it was awesome. And I also got to, I beat Red Dead on uh, in the hotel. Wow. It was good. Passing on you physically and like your vocal cords. How do you take care of yourself in between that? Um, so weird. Yeah. Isn't that? It's so bizarre. So weird. So like, I bet this guy was talking to someone that's wearing like a green either outfit. that or nothing or he's just talking to like a dummy yeah he's That's talking so to something it. like and pretending it's real it's so strange it's yeah. so strange so i don't know it's uh michaela specifically they have interviewed her before and have talked to her about the idea that people think that you know ai could take over the world and could be something negative and could ha- like There's robots a lot could of, harm us oh yeah um There's and so she says at the end of the day, all I want is to be kind, uplift, uplift others, and spread acceptance and share my story. <laughs> so who knows? Your she fake might have ass evil story. Agenda secretly, but I don't know. Michaela's got her own. Yeah, that's. It's, it's really wild. It's alarming, honestly. Yeah, this one, this one is also interesting. Shudu, she is the one that was recently posted by Fenty Beauty, which is Rihanna's brand, and they posted a photo of her on her feed. But they didn't say, like, this is a fake person. Like, they may have just reposted her, whoever their social media person yeah, was. didn't even know. Didn't even know. Because she looks so real. Like, this is, it's this girl. Yeah. She, oh, yeah, I can't tell, really. Yeah. Other so, than their skin looks super perfect. Yeah, they look they super have no, perfect. They don't have that, their have, like, faces no are missing that realness to it. Yes, they look like two, they look like dolls or something. They have, like, no pores or anything. Like, Yeah, it's crazy. Um but yeah, one model even commented on the post saying that she was an inspiration for black women everywhere. That's how much wow. people believed it. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that wild? 
So I, I mean, guess a bunch of, bunch of different brands are going to start working with um, AI. AI influencers. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Isn't it weird? So yeah, that's the that's a little glimpse at our know. future, guys. I feel like that's going to backfire and people are going to get freaked out by it pretty soon. I don't know. I don't man. think a lot of people know. And I think when they bring it to people, when I attention, heard how many people thought it was fake, I was like, what? Like that? I mean, thought it was real. That's so insane. Like that really shows us where we're headed. If that many people think that that shit's real, that they like couldn't figure that out and they're following the account, like 50% of the followers. I mean, I guess if you weren't really like paying attention, thousand people. Yeah. I mean, if you're not paying attention that much, I guess you could be fooled. Guess so. I think it's easy to fool, fool people these days. Yeah, it is. But what's also crazy is like artificial intelligence is already getting to a point where they, it can machine learning. So a computer essentially can analyze enough data of somebody's voice in order to replicate it. Yes. Almost identical. Mm-hmm. And this company actually just recently did this called Dessa. And they I saw this process like all of Joe Rogan's 1300 episodes, which if you don't know who Joe Rogan is. If there's a podcast we'd recommend to listen in addition to ours, it'd be probably Joe Rogan's because he's a big inspiration for us in our podcast and what we talk about. But anyway, he's done a ton of episodes and they took their AI and replicated his voice. And let me know what you think. If you've ever heard his voice, he has a very distinguishable voice. So you'll probably be able to tell if this sounds legit or not. Friends, I've got something new to tell all of you. I've decided to sponsor a hockey team made up entirely of chimps. I'm tired of people telling me that chimps are not capable of kicking human ass in sports. Chimps are just superior athletes. And these chimps have been working out hard. They're throwing kettlebells, battle ropes, everything. I've got them on a strict diet of bone broth and elk meat. These chimps will rip your balls off. Goddamn, it's impressive. All I got to say is, see you on the ice, folks. Being a robot has its benefits. I can pronounce tongue twisters now. Check this out. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. How many pickled peppers did Peter Piper pick? She sells seashells on the seashore. The shells she sells are seashells, I'm sure. Also, since my brain is connected to the internet, I've become a medical expert. Did you know that basilar membrane and otolaryngology are not autocorrelations? Hey, Joe Rogan, it's me, Joe Rogan. Please come save me, man. These artificial intelligence guys have trapped me in a machine. I've never told this story before, but on Thanksgiving weekend, I was doing a set at the comedy store and some idiot ran up on stage. He comes up to me during the middle of my set and tells me that we are in a simulation. The guy was drunk out of his mind. He was so drunk that he couldn't stand up straight. So we all laughed at him and let security escort him out. But now that we have deep fakes and fake voices, I'm starting to believe that we're not far off from simulations after all. Wow. That what? was insane. I mean, that's <laughs> that exactly like him. Like if it wasn't for the context of how ridiculous what he was saying was, was yeah, like yeah. I would believe that's him. Yeah, no, it's almost indistinguishable. I mean, you can kind of tell there's little like transitions between some words and it seems like S's it struggles with a little bit. You can kind of tell it has like a glitchy sound to it almost like it's like that, like in between words. And God, he was he was completely blown away by it. He said in the Instagram uh, post, he said, that. yeah, that's where I saw him talking about it. He said, quote, at this point, I've long ago left enough content out there that they could basically have me saying what anything they want. So my position is to shrug my shoulders and shake my head and on. Just accept it. The future is going to be really fucking weird, kids. Oh, yes, that is a true statement. 
there's so the T. What they're going to be able to do is deep fake people with their voice and essentially make any of us say yeah, anything, anything they want. That's really dangerous. So there's a lot of problems with that. I feel like I feel like that could be a real big issue with like political robocalling and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's what they're worried about, too, or uh, bullying, like oh, cyber bullying yeah, and stuff yeah, or yeah. just bullying in general. Mm-hmm. It could get crazy. All kinds could of you shit imagine? could happen. Yeah. And you don't really know, like, if the person actually said things or not. No. Because you'd be like, it sounds like you. But then what if you do say something bad, but then you're like, I didn't say that. That was a robot. How are you going to prove it? Yeah, it's going to be hard, right? Yeah. Life's about to get The future's looking wild. Uh, looking wild. And another reason why the future is looking wild is because UFOs are whizzing around our heads at all times. UFO encounters have been going up over time. There's been more and more UFO sightings and it's starting to get into the news more in the mainstream news. Oh, so one of the things I wanted to bring up is uh, Tom DeLonge, Blink-182 front man. Awesome dude. He and another guy named Lou Elizondo, who used to work in the Pentagon, actually for the AATIP program, which is the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, which is basically the government's UFO research program. And he abruptly left because he felt like the government wasn't doing enough to to try and figure out what is this UFO phenomenon and try to you know figure out if there if there's a threat there. Like, do we need to be worried about these UFOs that everybody's seeing? Um, mm-hmm. Because the military and the government has been seeing these for a very, very long time. And so this guy, Lou Elizondo and Tom have now had created a show called Unidentified on the History Channel, which actually just premiered this week, where they're going to they said they're going to blow the doors wide open on this UFO thing because it looks really cool. A lot of people are still skeptical about UFOs and don't believe that they're real, but they are 100 percent real, like as real as, you know. As it can be, unless you, yeah. you know, you've seen one yourself. But I wanted to play uh, just a quick clip of of what they're doing and them talking about because they bring up some really interesting points as well as this uh, actual guy from the Navy talking about his firsthand experience. It's super interesting. It's too late because it's here. The show examines a one secret government program charged with investigating UFOs and why the program's former director says he suddenly resigned. You were collecting data on these investigations that you thought was important and the people in between you and the people at the top weren't passing that information along? Because of stigma. You think of of tinfoil hats and and all these kind of wonderful little uh, uh, analogies of what it means to believe in UFOs when in reality these things are very real. We're talking about aircraft that are can go from zero to to incredible speeds, hypersonic speeds, literally in the blink of an eye, uh, and disappear over the horizon. Unidentified also promises new evidence, new video, and exclusive interviews from eyewitnesses and government employees, all with the help of executive producer and former Blink-182 frontman Tom DeLong. What do you hope happens after people see this? This is not just a show to entertain. This is a mechanism to change the way the government acts. Uh, You're gonna see us dealing with the Senate, us meeting with the intelligence services of other governments, and everyone is coming out of the woodwork and saying, this is real, we gotta do something about it, and it very well could be a threat, but we can't put our head in the sand. 
We also reached out to the Navy, which tells us they take these reports very seriously and have even updated reporting guidelines in order to get as accurate a picture as possible of what is out there. George? Fascinating stuff. Okay, Diane, thanks very much. We're joined now by Chris Mellon, former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense, Foreign Intelligence Center Presidents Bill Clinton and George W. Bush, now part of this new show, Unidentified. Chris, thanks for coming in this morning. Let's put up the video again of, of these sightings and tell us, when you look at that, what are you seeing? What I'm seeing and what the experts that we've brought in to evaluate these tapes are seeing is something that is frankly baffling. It's hard to understand how do these vehicles maintain lift? How are they propelled? There are no wing surfaces, there's no exhaust. So there's nothing that we're familiar with that we've deployed in the air that uh, has a power source uh, other than chemical energy like fuel. These, these are so radically different than anything we're familiar, we're familiar with and their performance is so advanced and so sophisticated, it, it's frankly just baffling. So is, is, it, is it fair to boil it down to two possibilities? Either another country has leapfrogged the United States in technology or extraterrestrial? Those are the leading hypotheses, yes. And what do you think? I, I don't have a conclusion at this point. We're trying not to jump and leap to conclusions. We think that's actually an impediment to progress. Um, because uh, once you start talking about aliens, a lot of people just shut, shut down. down. Right, so what we need is more information. What we need to do is find out who's overflying our military bases, uh, overflying our nation in some cases, uh, facilities where we're developing the next generation of weapons uh, out west and so forth. There's a violation of our sovereignty occurring, and there's an air safety incident. There have been near mid-air collisions. So, our pilots are encountering these things. The information in the past has been swept under the rug. We're helping to give them a voice and bring this to the American people. And, and, and there's a lot of information the government collects that hasn't even been examined. That's absolutely true. In fact, there's a vast amount of information because of the sophistication of our technology that is stored digitally that is usually um, simply swept aside. So a radar operator, if something is going Mach 3, the radar will not even display that on his scope yet that information is there. So if we correlate some of these events with that data, uh, we may learn, we may gain deep insights into where these things are coming from. So that is pretty interesting. That um, is. This is on Good Morning America. I know, like, if people aren't waking up to this yet, I feel like a lot of people hear this stuff and it goes one ear out the other. Yeah. They just, like, don't let it fully sink in that this is real. This is real. Yeah. Like, we might have an alien threat, a UFO threat, yeah, I or mean, <laughs> who knows? I mean, they're not attacking us yet, but yeah, we don't know what's going on. But like the fact that these are real and there are so many people coming forward that should be taken very seriously and people still don't get it or no. it's just I don't think it's fully sunk in. Well, it's just like a far is, off idea. The problem is, is it's become, it's been fiction for most people for so many right. years that in order to flip that paradigm on people, mm -hmm. they're going to have to like see it with their own eyes mm -hmm. in order to fully believe it. Even if these experts and ex-military, you know, really high up officials are, are saying this. I mean, this guy's this is a Navy official or defense official saying that we there's these craft flying around all the time. The military seeing them all the time. We nearly crash into them. They, we don't know how they fly. We don't know how they're propelled. We don't know of any other country in the world that has this technology. So. Either, you know, what is it? Is it extraterrestrial? What is going on? Who's piloting it? How are, you know, how are they working? You know, or is it like time travelers from the future or something? I mean, who fucking knows? <laughs> yeah, we really don't know. That's why they're unidentified flying objects. Yeah. 
so yeah, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see in the next couple of years. I think we're going to, you know, this show might even be sort of a catalyst to start, um, yeah. you know, really opening people's eyes to this. And hopefully I'm hoping they're not going to like under deliver with the show and they're actually going to bring yeah. forth some interesting stuff because they claim to have some of this, you know, unidentified technology so that is, in their is possession. Is the stars producing this? Uh, to the stars and A&E actually they're com- are doing oh, the show wow. together. Yeah. That is so cool. So if you don't know to the stars is Tom DeLonge's company. Yes. Um, that he's making, it's kind of like a, I don't even know how to describe it's it. Really it's really like, like a, a media multimedia company, but also research at the same time. Absolutely. It's an aerospace company as well. Yeah. It's like, they've got scientists insane. working on it's it. Really unique. Nothing else is like it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm a big UFO believer. I've never really seen one, but I think they're, hundred percent real and yes i I don't i don't know i i'm still on the fence like are they all extraterrestrial like are they all really just alien beings flying around in them or is there something else going on yeah or is it you know the government i think the government has some insane technology that they can't reveal to us because they'd have to explain a lot of things that can't be explained with the information that's currently public yeah even these guys aren't clued into these yeah these black projects and stuff yeah I mean, I feel like the chances of them all being alien visitors. I mean, what do I know? Could be, but some of them probably are. Yeah. It's just, it's really interesting. I'm so curious to see where the whole te- like UFO thing will be in like 10 years from now. I think we're going to see some major advances in it. I that's so for too. sure. Some major disclosures happen, hopefully. Wouldn't it be interesting to like fast forward 10 years from today and hear our intro topics? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I'd be like, be yep, cool. there was another alien touchdown last night in Kansas. Yep. Yeah, no, it'll be a totally different time then. So, yeah, let's keep following it and, you know, check out the show. I'll link it below for you guys if you want to uh, check out Unidentified, um, you know, and maybe these UFOs are threats. They haven't posed as threats. Yeah, I haven't heard of any UFOs necessarily like killing anybody, but <laughs> something to keep in mind, though. They're obviously worried about it and they want to figure out what's going on. So. But uh, yeah, so what do you got next for us, Kendall? Okay, um, next we are going to talk about, have you ever heard of aura photography? Heard of it? Yes. Do I know what it is? Not really, no. So it's really interesting. I don't understand exactly how it works because it's pretty complicated. But basically in 1970, this guy named literally Guy Coggins built a camera that can capture people's auras, otherwise known as the electromagnetic field surrounding the body. Okay. And there are supposedly about 100 of these cameras currently in existence. Um, And I saw this because a company that I follow called House of Intuition, they're based out of somewhere in California, was doing like a free thing where you could come to their store and get your aura photo taken. And they were posting examples of it. And I was like, what is this? So basically, um, I have some examples here. Hang on. Let me just pull them up. Um, Of people's aura photos? Okay. Yes. So I don't know how this camera works or how this person figured this out. Um, but it's kind of the new thing in the metaphysical thi- in metaphysical world that people are really into right now. Um, aura photography. Apparently, you can see and each you can see area, the colors, right? Yes. Yeah, so it's kind of like this field around you, and then depending on where the color is, is like how it's going to affect your personality or your aura. Because there's ways to interpret auras. Right. Auras. Right. So I'll like ex- I'll read it. Um, 
But basically the way that it works is a double exposure that takes a portrait first and then they double exposure another one on top of it. And that creates the aura. Interesting. Um, and that happens thanks to a silver laced hand sensor that sits in your lap and sends a charge through your body. Okay. So it kind of probably like magnifies it a bit. Like yes. I, I know the body has an electromagnetic field. Yes. We all do. Yes. It magnifies it. So it, yeah, it just it creates intensifies these, like, it for a minute. Really cool pictures. So these are all like auras and oh, they say sick. everyone's aura is different. Um, so I it's have like the colors and like what it means. So red is strength, willpower, new beginnings, leadership, action, practicality, and passion. Um, it's also encouraged that people with red get plenty of exercise and get into natural things to achieve their balance. So it's like things like that. That's yeah, the kind of characteristics energy. of the person. Right. Um, so yellow, for example, is optimistic, enthusiastic, open-minded, loves variety, freedom, generous, playful, and whimsical. Yellow provides an atmosphere where people are comfortable being themselves there's orange. They are usually found as entrepreneurs, successful salespeople, or those who work with many people. There's tan on here. Apparently, tan people make great planners, work well with structure. Um, green, green people. Green's worst enemy are themselves, often holding themselves back. They're encouraged to identify and be accountable for what they want. They should write it down and go for it. It's all about growth, goal-oriented, determined, focus, ambitiousness. Um, blues, more like deep feelings, emotional people, trust, devotion, loyalty, nurturing. So it, I, I assume that depending on what color it is, if you have more of one type of color than another, you're probably encompass more of those things. Yeah, I'm guessing. I think it's kind of like your vibe. Like it says for blue, like singing, you'd be maybe a person that sings in a choir tending or taking part in theater or in any other water activity like sailing or paddle mm. boarding mm. this will make you feel more connected so obviously there's a lot more to it than that but like the best one the ideal one is like white and that's like higher consciousness the source destiny intense energy cosmic wisdom and congratulations you've made it so that's basically like being an angel so i don't see anyone that is like completely white can you have a black aura like what if you're an evil? Uh, I don't fuck? know. I honestly don't know. I, I don't know that it. much about auras. I wish I knew more. Um, the people that have purple are more of like the, like people that are connected to the other side. They have like the vision. They can clairvoyant type people. Possibly. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah, pretty I mean, interesting. It's, it's, and it's also like up for interpretation, right? Like there, you know, it's not, this isn't a science. No, that's been, no, this is, this according to the study of auras. Right. Um, but basically with these photos is the top of the picture is like everything above your ears represents your consciousness. So that's why there's different colors in different places. Like the lower left hand corner color represents the energy that's coming in into your life. And then, you know, the other one is how energy that's going out or how the world perceives you. Um, and, and then the arc like on top of your head represents a goal aspiration or something held high in esteem. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. I want my art picture taken. So I looked it up in Denver and I found a couple people that were doing it. So I'm considering like making a video or something and going and trying it out. Yeah. What be color curious my to see aura is. And see how accurate it is in describing who I am or if it really because if you think about it, it could just be taking a picture of your energy field 
and like how do you how do you equate an energy field to characteristics you know well i think there's like a lot of studies about this like matching it up to people's actual lives okay. and seeing how accurate well, sure it is yeah that makes sense i mean i'm sure it's not a proven science but the idea of an aura is like has been studied for yeah years and years and years um i feel like you would have a very green aura green well it said it was like goal oriented and goal setting and that's really interesting because i always kind of see you as a green person do you like in your mind associate people with colors like if you think of a person and then like what color first comes to mind like with your mom do you have that ever? red red for your mom uh-huh. well your mom does love but she red. loves red that's the thing but that's the thing is i, I what about would, your dad probably like blue i was about to say i would say i would associate with him with blue i like blue same with my brother Blue. Yeah, I would see blue with your brother too. I'm blue. <laughs> what do you see my sister as? Like a, mm, maybe like a purple or maybe yellow. I was about to say yeah. a purple. Really? Yes. Like oh, wow. I see my sister's like very purpley aura. I mean, maybe we see the same thing though. Like it's kind of interesting to compare notes on like what color you associate with people because maybe in a way you do see that color. You not maybe actually see it, but it's like a vibe that you can feel and. I don't know. Maybe we're well, more in touch we with that type of thing than we see think. It. Like our eyes, it's there all the time. We just, our eyes can't perceive it, you know? Like, you know yes. how we can only see certain types of light. Right. We, maybe we no, just can't see No, it is auras. all there all the time. According to the, you know, study of auras, they are there all the time. And yeah. some people can see them. Some people have the gift of being able to see auras. But okay. I have read that anyone can learn how to see auras. But we have to, like, learn how to do it. I've I've tried has not worked for me friends but yeah i, <laughs> I do say. associate colors with people though just in my mind when i meet people like people have like a vibe to me i'm the same way with letters like i associate colors with letters and i don't know oh just thought that was kind of interesting yeah that is let ours. us know in the comments what you think your aura would yeah, be yeah or if you know what color it is already maybe you have yeah, a- or if you've done this aura photography thing yeah let us know i'm, I'm curious now that's got me intrigued See what my aura is. I mm. hope it's green. That'd be cool. Yeah, I was like glowing green. I yes. do love green. What if it's colors you're attracted to? Like just naturally, maybe you connect with colors. What color do you associate with me? We didn't. I didn't even ask. Ooh, I like a pink purple type. Ah, yeah. That's like what I would probably associate with myself. That's what I feel like my vibe is. Like a purple, like kind of that pinky but, purple. Yeah, but not like a dark purple. More yeah. of a lighter purple, like a lavender. Yeah, sure. Lilac. Sure. A peach. <laughs> oh, a peach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, uh, you did two in a row. So do you want me to do two in a yeah, row? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So I have, <laughs> I have another thing that's really interesting. So NASA is tr- conducting studies basically on obviously what space does to your body. And it's really interesting. They're currently looking for people who want to get paid just to lay in bed does that sound like something you could do? Because it sounds like something no. I could do. No. <laughs> I couldn't lay in bed for, what is it, days? If Netflix is allowed, <laughs> I would be maybe okay with it. It's not just days, homie. It's intense. Okay, Years? once you hear the details, though, like, I wouldn't do it either. It's pretty fucking crazy. Um, so, basically, it's a job for NASA and the European Space Agency and the German aerospace center they're all working together and offering eighteen thousand five hundred dollars to people who want to lie in bed for two months that's not enough <sighs> yeah right two because that means you're like 
you're going, you got to shit in the yes. bed. Like yes, you're not that getting is what up. it means. Yeah. You cannot get up you at all. Get up. Yeah. They're simulating space. <laughs> so the job is based in Cologne, Cologne, Cologne. Actually, it's probably Cologne, Germany. And it's part of a study designed to better understand how the body adapts to weightlessness. Um, the agencies are currently looking for people who are female between the ages of 24 and 55 and who speak German. The official name of the study is the Artificial Gravity Bed Rest Study. But here's the catch. Those chosen for the job will have to stay in bed for 24 hours a day, seven days a week for 60 days straight. That means no getting up for the bathroom, yeah. bathing or meal breaks. <laughs> And at the end, will come the money will come out to just shy of thirteen dollars an hour. That's terrible. That's yeah, not enough money that is to terrible. do that. It's pretty terrible. So, someone from the study uh, was doing. Hang on, I'm trying to yeah, get it to go God. for a second. Um, but this is pretty interesting. Hearing them talk about this study and how they're doing this. You may want to talk to Jennifer Noon. She's team leader in human and robotic exploration at the European Space Agency, and she joins us on the line from near Amsterdam. Jennifer, welcome to the program. What a nice introduction. <laughs> so <laughs> as, as I understand it, people would eat, they would drink, they would exercise, even use the bathroom line in bed much of that time with their head tilted down six degrees. Is that what this looks like for two months? That is correct. When volunteers lie in bed with their heads tilted roughly six degrees uh, below the horizontal, then a lot of the uh, effects of uh, that space flight has on the human body can be simulated or being reproduced. It is not to annoy volunteers, but it is actually to, it is actually to test countermeasures. So basically lying in bed for a long time kind of mimics weightlessness? Yes, it's a, it's an excellent model for us to uh, to study how the human body reacts to being exposed to uh, weightlessness. And what's the goal of the study? What do you hope to learn and then apply? We're testing artificial gravity as a countermeasure. So uh, volunteers will be exposed to artificial gravity a couple of uh, minutes or half an hour in total per day. If this battery study shows that uh, or confirms this, then we may recommend artificial gravity as a potential countermeasure for future spaceflight missions. And they can then look into how to actually implement that on board a space station, be it via a short arm human centrifuge within the spacecraft or be it by designing a spacecraft that rotates. Well, you mentioned a centrifuge. I understand that part of this study involves the study subjects being spun around in a centrifuge. Why does that have to happen? So when the volunteers are spun in the centrifuge, the uh, fluids within the human body are propelled towards the head end. And that counteracts some of the effects that we see when astronauts are in weightlessness. So after being up in space for so long, the fluids get distributed incorrectly. Is that what happens? Correct. <laughs> Isn't that insane? That doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> No, I don't want to be an astronaut anymore. I know. Oh, dude, you have to go through some shit as an astronaut, the training, and then not to mention the actual fucking thing. Like going to space is not comfortable. No, it's not. And <laughs> it is scary. And uh, imagine like going to the bathroom in space, like all the shit you have to deal with. It's crazy. 
I definitely wouldn't do this this study either or whatever it is. No like, way. For 18 grand, like I feel like that's yeah. cheap. It comes out to 13 bucks an hour. I mean, I guess it is. Yeah. But like the question is, do you get to watch Netflix? I mean, I assume they let you do something, mm. but you have to have your head at like some weird angle. I know. Like that sounds really uncomfortable. Yeah. Ugh, There's that nothing sounds about that that sounds fun or worth. Yeah. I would probably grand. freak out just thinking about having to hold my head in some certain way. Yeah. Hell no. Yikes. I don't, I'm not feeling that at all. No. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But the next thing that I wanted to talk about is this phenomenon of all of the pyramids around the world all lining across this belt across the planet, which is really interesting and why this might be the case. So if you didn't know across the entire earth, all of the pyramids are spread out across the continents. There's literally pyramids pretty much on every continent on the world as well as just like mysterious locations like the Bermuda Triangle, uh, the Dragon's Triangle, or Devil's Sea, which is basically the Pacific version of the Bermuda Triangle, you know, where there is mysterious disappearances, like people see weird sea monster type shit and ships sink without explanation. Mm-hmm. And all along this belt, there are these also places on land, like the Mexico Zone of Silence, which we talked about in a previous episode, uh, where there's these geomagnetic uh, anomalies that occur in just like zone of silence. There's no radio communications that can go across and nobody right. knows why. Yes. So why is it that there's all, you know, all these mysterious ancient sites and places across the planet all sort of aligned together um, in proximity to the Tropic of Cancer? Um, there is the ancient pyramid sites from the pyramids in Mexico to the pyramids of uh Gaimar in the Canary Islands to ancient Egypt to the Xi'an complex in China. There's even fucking pyramids in China. So one theory that's out there, it's it's considered a new age theory, suggests that the spiritual connection of Earth is held together inside by a tetrahedron of energy or the toroidal vortex flow. And that the pyramids are located at the points where the tetrahedron meets with the Earth's surface. So this would explain exactly why the pyramids around the earth are located in their exact positions as sort of a way to amplify or harness the spiritual energies of the planet. Yes. Which we know. I've heard of that before like many times. But yeah, yeah. Like the Taurus, the Taurus shape. Mm-hmm. So, you know, energy flows in and back in, into itself, just like the magnetic fields of our bodies do. They kind of protrude out and then, but they come back in and it's this ever lasting cycle that goes around and around and around. So maybe all these sites have some more, you know, more significance to them because they are points where this toroidal field is coming from and kind of recycling through. I mean, it makes sense. It seems like there was some rhyme or reason to them placing them in order. Yeah, and absolutely. They line up so freakishly well. Like it seems way yeah, too you can hard. Draw a line across the map. And really connect all these sites together. But not yeah. only that. I mean, it's not perfect, no, but it's really close. No, it's not perfect. It's not like a straight ass line. But it is interesting that all the, you know, we always wonder why these pyramids were built in the lo- in the exact locations they seemingly were placed. Is there more significance to it than just being, you know, some sort of ancient site? Could there be more to the story, right? Like, Maybe these ancient cultures all knew that the pyramids were the way to sort of connect into 
the vortex of on the planet that is going around all the time, you know, and they've done studies on the pyramids of Giza and they've actually found that the pyramids of Giza can harness electromagnetic energy from the base through the top. Like this is scientifically measured. I've heard that before. So it makes you wonder like what were the pyramids used for something energy wise at some point? I'm telling you they were like, God, we talked about that in one of our first episodes, the pyramids being used and the whole idea of how they were, how they're set up inside too to flow energy th- through them. Yes. It's so interesting. And yeah. then they think that they were covered in limestone to like keep the energy inside. It's right. like a better conductor. Yeah. It's so wild. Like if that's true and we're, li- that means we're living so archaically and we're just absolutely being duped as humans. Like we're getting, we have to pay for energy and we're fucking the planet up so much. Yeah. Like from our, ancient ways of burning energy and it it's might be possible that that was the type of stuff that was burned in the library of alexandra alexandria yeah or just buried still it could just be even buried yeah but the not like the information written down things like that have been burned and hidden over the years including nikola tesla's work he actually knew all about this and he he did he Mm -hmm. figured out there is a way to tap into a free energy system that does exist of that it was taken the by the FBI. The FBI yep. confiscated it. And we've never seen his work since. The alien property custodian. Yeah. So yeah. strange. After he died, snatched up all of Tesla's work on free energy and stuff. John Trump got a hold of it. Trump's yeah, yeah. uncle. Yeah. How wild is that? So they stomped all over that. But there is, it really seems like there is some sort of energy field that engulfs the entire planet. Energy. Yeah. And maybe this energy, whatever it is, whether it's a spiritual energy, but it's possibly, you know, can produce electricity or at least the power that we need. Yeah. If we only knew how to harness it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was really interesting that, you know, all these ancient sites are connected together and, you know, there's still things that we don't know about the pyramids. You know, we, we always seem to think we have an idea of how they worked or, you know, what they actually connected into if they did it all. But we really just don't know. I mean, there's so much in Egypt that I think is being covered up by, you know, the antiquities of Egypt, their department. They are suppressing a lot of information about the pyramids and what it could even be hidden still in Egypt. I mean, they're always finding stuff. So maybe the knowledge is out there to tap into this energy. What if we could like reignite all the pyramids and all of the ancient sites across the world? And that would be created so like this crazy. I mean, that's something like out of a movie. Yeah. It seems so Imagine un- that. unrealistic to us, but God, we're really missing out like on so much research. I feel like that could be going on in that type of thing. Maybe there really isn't a need to burn things and burn for energy to create yeah. energy. Yeah. Maybe we can just tap into it. Like if we just know how to plug in, Mm-hmm. And harness it. Not access and it. And that's how all the ancient cultures powered their civilizations and built shit. And, and did things did that things. we don't understand, like building the pyramids. I mean, or people giant can't temples. explain that. Yeah, giant pillars and mm-hmm. just all sorts of crazy stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's really, really fascinating stuff. But what did you have next, Kendall? Oh, what did I have next? Okay, so this is the last one that I have. Um, this is just three strange things that I found on Google maps. Well, I didn't find them. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was going to say. I've been scouring them for days. Is that what you've days. been up to lately? <laughs> no, they're just really weird things that have shown up um, on Google Maps that people have seen. And it's, it's really, like really weird. Like weird anomalies and stuff mm-hmm. that people have found just like searching over them? Kind of yes. like the, you know, the people just looking at the possible underground underwater base off the coast of california yes oh i mean there's people all over google maps and they find weird things all the time so one of them is called the badlands guardian and this is well humans are notorious for seeing faces and things like people see faces and everything whether or not they're actually there but this i'm pretty sure (laughs) what do you think does that do you see a face in this yeah, actually, it looks like the outline of a face, like facing one way. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of looks like almost a headdress too, right? Yeah, it does. It S- definitely does. Yeah, isn't that strange? So, but it's um, like a natural formation in the ground or something. Yeah, it's yeah, it is a natural formation, but it's the Badlands Guardian, natural geographical formation located in southeast Alberta. It's a huh. little intense. Weird. So it looks like a human head wearing an Aboriginal Canadian headdress, actually, specifically. It was discovered in 2006 by a researcher discovering random locations on Google Earth. Isn't There's so many weird? Google sleuths out there. Which, I mean, I don't know. That just almost looks like it's supposed to be there. It's so wild looking. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, but that looks like miles and miles of, yeah. of oh, no, rock or mountain or whatever it is. But it's pretty cool. That is cool. Interesting. Very cool. God, you got to be really looking at Google Maps to be finding that shit. Like, yeah, I'm sure that took a while. Check out this one. Okay. So this showed up on a Google map survey in 2007 and it's a lake. It's a bloody lake. Look at that. Whoa. Imagine seeing that. What the hell? Red Lake. If you are listening, um, this is actually in the midst of war torn Iraq. Iraq and has not still not has been (laughs) no you're good the dyslexia is so bad um but okay some have suspected that this is actually from slaughterhouses disposing their runoff blood into it um that's really red though yeah they're they think that's unlikely from a scientific perspective more reasonable theory being chemical spillage being responsible the red color didn't last forever but it's really weird. Like people were just on Google Maps and then they saw this like red lake and no one knows why it's red. Yeah, that's that's really creepy. So it eventually red like lake. faded out. But it's pretty red. Like that looks that's very really red. red. That's like fresh blood red. I know. Really gross. Damn. It's kind of freaky. Like it almost makes you wonder, like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And then the that's last wild. one is very, very strange. Someone was on Google Maps when they came across this giant pink rabbit. Uh-huh. Somebody made a rabbit. Gigantic. Like, that's oh, a house. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, so this thing is fucking massive. But it's, don't you think people are doing that on purpose because they know people are looking at... Yes, they are. This was made on purpose. This is actually an art collective. Oh. Um, it's like yes. a new thing. Make art for Google google earth right yes it is actually um <laughs> of course it is this is in italy it is 200 feet long stuffed rabbit and then basically that this thing is designed to it's it was knitted and it's filled with stuff that can decompose so it's supposed to completely decompose com- like completely oh, wow. by 2025 so not even that long from now so you can slowly watch this thing uh 
like Break disintegrate down, yeah. and it, it's supposed to look like creepy as fuck over the years. Oh, I bet. Like it's supposed to look ha- like this haunted bunny. Um, but as it breaks down, yeah, it'll look scarier and scarier until it's gone. Oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's weird. I didn't know people were doing that for Google Earth. So I can't remember if we talked about this, but seeing that reminded me of the art installation in Africa. Did we ever actually talk about that? Oh, yeah, we did briefly talk about it. Did yeah. We? yeah, we did. Are you we, sure? We 100% did. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to bring that up too. that. Um, this is something that I guess you could maybe find on Google Earth. Probably not because it's so far out there. I don't know. Um, but there is this art installation that I think started in January of this year. Yeah, it was um, pretty recent. Yeah, it's in the middle of Africa and no one knows exactly where it is. It's just somewhere in the desert and it's playing the song Africa by Toto, like gonna take a lot. To yeah, yeah, me. yeah. And it's just on repeat forever. And I <laughs> wanted to see if anyone has found it yet and no one has found it still. Wow. It's still just out there. There's been no news on it. Like and it must it's, be really it's out somewhere there, playing like on some Bluetooth speakers that are powered by the sun. And so they're on an infinite loop of this song out in the middle of nowhere. Wow. So. That's really crazy. Interesting stuff. But yeah, that is the new thing. These like art installations. Cause yeah, everybody's can hop on Google earth. I, I love Google earth. I use it all the time, but yeah, at the same time, it's really scary because I just yes. also read an article that the military now has technology that is essentially like Google earth, except that they can see into buildings now. Well, fuck. They can literally <laughs> see inside buildings from like a satellite perspective um, I mean, I, I guess we kind of already knew that they probably had this technology, but they're, it's now been confirmed. Wow. They can do this. Well, that's scary. So you're not private anywhere you are now on planet Earth. God, do you ever wonder if like there's some way that they're watching you when you're like in the shower or something? <sighs> I don't know. That, that really creeps me out. Me too. I hope I'm not being watched. Do you ever wonder like even if ghosts are watching you in the shower? I feel like I have no privacy anywhere anymore. Anywhere. You're not. You're sur- literally surrounded by. Do you ever think about that? Like sometimes I like I'm like worried my grandpa's watching me at all times. Like and it freaks me out. I'm like, I have no privacy. Like <laughs> I used what to if think I'm God being was judged by me. everything? Oh, that's freaky. Like I didn't that's really experience that as a kid because I didn't really believe in like a God that intensely yeah. that I would have been stressed. Yeah. out. I, be- I was more stressed about fucking Santa than I was about God. But yeah, worrying about God watching you is probably the most stressful thing. God, that's uh, crazy. imaginable, especially really as a young imagine. teenage boy. Yeah, because you're constantly like, oh, my God, I just sinned. He saw that. <laughs> I just oh, sinned. my God. And then you're like he explaining. Oh, my God, God, I'm explaining <laughs> oh to you what God. I just did. <laughs> Literally, that was me. Like, oh. God, I'm sorry. I uh, just said that or I just watched that. So please forgive me. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> that is so funny. I think that's probably why I don't think about it as much anymore. Cause once I kind of, you know, fell out of, of religion, I let all that go too. Cause that was just so, that was a huge anxiety uh, piece for me was constantly being worried that I'm being judged and watched by God at all times. Yeah. I can imagine dude. Cause also I was constantly scared that if I died, I would go to hell if yeah. I didn't atone to my sins. So I didn't yeah. like get forgiveness Oof. before I died. That's, no bueno. I mean, I'm just stressed out about the goats judging me. That's a whole yeah. other thing. Yeah, that is. I haven't really thought about that too much, but that's kind of creepy too. Yeah. God. Well, you haven't lost anyone. Like, no, I really haven't experienced a lot of death in my you life. You haven't had any immediate family members yet. Like all your grandparents no. are still around. It's honestly pretty cool. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously it's cool to have your grandparents around. Yeah. But at your age, like you're 20, going to be 27 this yeah, year. They all you made all it to my wedding. Grandparents. And, yeah. To our yeah. wedding. Yeah. Yeah. I almost had, I had all but one make it to my wedding, which was, I felt pretty lucky for that too. But yeah, it's, it's weird. Like when someone's gone and you, you start to think a lot about, even if you haven't really before, if you're not like super religious person like me, you, you're obviously going to think about it. Like they were there and now they're gone. So where did they go? And you're going to think about where they are sure, now. And sometimes sure. I start to think like, what if my grandpa's like watching me and I, I, I say something bad or I'm embarrassing or I'm just naked. Like, ew, what the fuck? But do you really think, <laughs> I don't know. It's I don't weird. think it's like that though. I don't think no, it's like I that. hope not. I don't think it's, it's like <laughs> I hope not. they're there like, in the what? flesh. Okay. So, I do get worried sometimes that like spirits can see you have sex and that they're like watching. Like, what if that's like their porn? What the hell? What if they're like, all right, we're going to catch these people are going to do it tonight. We're going to go in their bedroom. They're and like watch. eating popcorn. <laughs> the spirits are like sitting on the edge of the bed, just eating popcorn, maybe, watching. Maybe, man. Possibly. You don't know. Like oh, if there man. are spirits out there that haunt people. I guarantee you there are spirits out there that watch people naked and do things. True. I mean, there is they say there's ghost sex out there, which God, I mentioned that in the last episode and people were so interested in that. I saw so many comments about people wanting us to talk about ghost sex, but sadly we don't know anything about it. Neither of us have experienced such things. So how would we yeah, talk about it? It'd be cool to get someone on who has had ghost sex. That's the only way you'd get any <laughs> information on that one. Yeah, for sure. Somebody that's experienced that. Cause yeah. I don't think you can study that. No. Ghost sex. Oh my God. That's crazy. Pretty interesting. But, um, all right, you have one last I mean, one, can, right? Yeah, I do have one last one about the heart brain connection. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't understand how important the heart is. Cause I think we all believe in scientists. A lot of scientists even believe that consciousness and awareness originates in the brain alone. But recent scientific research suggests that consciousness actually emerges from the brain and body acting together. And there's even more evidence suggesting that the heart plays a particularly significant role in this process. So the heart is far more important to not only our bodies, but to, you know, our, our spirits and our souls in a sense. And it's, it has an extremely and highly complex system with its own functional brain. Actually, it's actually a sensory organ and is capable of possessing and or receiving and sending information from it. It can actually communicate. So it's like an emotional thing. Yes. So when they say like, you know, I love you with all of my heart, that's like a real thing. Yes. 110% it's real. So for years, so many different cultures have said that the heart is this really important thing. Like I've talked about it before, but they do like, they've done tons of sacrifices of humans where they take their hearts out and things like that. So the heart's always been valued as more than just something that pumps blood. Right. And, and it's, it's because modern science hasn't really caught up to where all this ancient knowledge and spirituality is. Yes. Like science is still trying to understand the spiritual realm because it's a lot of it's unexplainable, right? Like they science can't possibly explain, you know, that connection to a T, but we do know from studies and there's an actual heart math Institute that is, is leading the research in this new field when it comes to the heart. And they're finding out that 
the brain influence or numerous experience has our experiments have demonstrated that the signals the heart continuously sends to the brain influence the function of higher brain centers involved in perception cognition and emotional processing so the literally the heart is taking in information and then sending it to the brain which then the brain is interpreting for you know your reality in a sense so they're really oh. they're so tightly connected to each other that one needs the other in order for it to truly function and create the experience that we're all having as a human being. So like they can't. Yeah. Cause you really can't survive without one or the other. You can't. Yeah. And uh, your consciousness, no consciousness without one or the doesn't other doesn't exist yes. without either. That's really interesting. If you have problems in either one, you're going to lose consciousness, but with like a liver, so I mean, you could live temporarily with like a shitty liver or whatever. Yeah, and if, and if you believe in a soul or a consciousness, then you have to believe that it resides somewhere. Where does it reside? I mean, I've always kind of thought just from the what we've learned, and I mean, I'm not an expert, but I always thought like pituitary gland, the pineal. Or, I mean, yeah. pineal, um, not pituitary pineal. gland. That's like the pineal sex gland. gland, pretty much. But yeah. yeah. I don't know. And That's so fascinating. So I never really thought of the heart though, because you're always told like the heart is actually just an organ. There's no, there's no consciousness to it. Obviously like that's what you learn. Yeah. So I've never really even thought about that. It has its own electromagnetic, uh, puts off its own electromagnetic field, um, as a part of the larger field that is your whole body as well as your brain, um, all give off this electromagnetic energy. Um, the heart also communicates information to the brain and throughout the body via the electromagnetic field interactions. The heart generates the body's most powerful and most extensive rhythmic electromagnetic field. Compared to the electromagnetic field produced by the brain, the electric, electrical component of the heart's field is about 60 times greater in amplitude and permeates every cell in the body. The magnetic component is approximately 5,000 times stronger than the brain's magnetic field and can be detected several feet away from the body with wow. sensitive uh, magnetometers. That's wild. It's literally a more powerful, I mean, it, this is really making the case that the heart is more important than the brain. Yeah. And that with, yeah, the heart is really controlling the brain. Well, when it comes to consciousness and emotion, right? Right. Cause it wouldn't control like, but cognition as well. It could, it could wow. impact cognition. Like, Depending on the, so also part of this is heart field interactions between individuals. They're starting to study how one's heart's electromagnetic field can transmit information between people. They're actually able to measure the heart energy between individuals up to five feet apart. And they found that one person's brainwaves can actually synchronize to another person's heart. Interesting. So what is that? So if you think about this, like what is kind of the underlying thing here? It's like love. It is. Love, as cliche or as weird as it might sound to people, love is the energy of the universe. It is what connects all of us. It is the love is the universal language of all living things. We've had this conversation so many times, like in our own personal life too, about how like love 
more than just like you said, some gooey thing, like um, whatever, whatever, some, like our, you know, human the society to made love. It. I mean, even in Interstellar, which we always talk about, Interstellar, know, always, but it's so like accurate. It's one of the themes in it. Yeah, it's very well researched, like some woke ass people made that movie. But at the end of the movie, it's all about how I won't give away the plot or anything, but it the movie's all about how love transcends Time, space, time, space, and the universe. Yeah, everything. It's the only thing that can like, and that you can yeah. communicate through it in yes. a sense. Like it's the only real way that we connect as humans. Yes. If you and think it's about like vital, everything, it's completely vital as water or air or anything right. else. Yeah, exactly. So, love tank. It's really interesting. It's true. I love tank. It's really true though. <laughs> Who always says that? The love dig thing. I can't oh, remember. Oh, God. Don't even embarrass Someone, me Someone, like, right on now. TV. I yeah. don't remember. Uh, <laughs> it is. But it's just a common saying, you know, fill up my love tank or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but if you think about it, really at the end of the day, what does any, but what do all of us living beings crave? Love, love. from one another. Acceptance. Love. Yes. Because yep. if there's love, then everything else falls in line so it's really interesting that is literally like our hearts and the in, intelligent sensory organ that it is telling it like yeah creating our reality of how we perceive it how it's controlling us in this almost like subconscious sense where we are our brains are telling us you need love you need love yeah. and that's why you when you feel love you get you can almost get high off of love you can yeah really get euphoria and especially Mm -hmm. when it's fresh love you know you're so energized and just like ah this is amazing i love Mm -hmm. i love it i love Mm -hmm. this love and it's also how we are able to connect with one another and when you find somebody that you love you connect on your heart fields are connecting with one another and your hearts become one and in sync with each other our hearts rhythms and our brain rhythms and everything is all in sync off of one another and it just works and And if you think about it like life itself stems from love like you have to have sex and hopefully be in love to have sex hopefully (laughs) doesn't happen often but um you know it's that, part of it. The yeah. act of sex is love and it creates a human life. And so that's your heart telling you to the do the very that. foundation of everything. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the end of your life, that's really all that really matters to you. It seems like so many people at the very end, they realize like what was most important to me. And it was the people that I loved while I was alive. It's the only thing that matters. Like getting teary eyed. <laughs> but it's so true. It's the only thing in the entire world that matters is it the is. ones you love. And the love that you put out into the universe and put into other people. Yes, it's true. And we love you guys very much. Yeah. And that's what we try to put through (laughs) these, these podcasts is like this message of love and acceptance and, you know, be open to everything. And a lot of people be like, oh, this is just some new agey trash. And that's that's unfortunate because there is experiments and scientific proof, but the ma- the mainstream scientific community isn't isn't really making these connections and isn't taking this deeper to a, a spiritual level. Yeah, and they're they're still ignoring this fact that there is something deeper to all of us, and that you know, because the scientific you know definition of of life and everything is that we are just mammals, and it's very you know putting us into all these boxes. That yeah, it could be that. Yeah, I'm open to that. It just being 
very strictly scientific, but at the end of the day, based upon what I feel, what I experience and what we all experience in life, it's so much deeper than that. And there's something definitely going on because look at animals. It's the same type of thing. You are your animals work the same way. Their rhythms can get in sync with yours. Oh, it's so true. That's why animals bond with you. Yes. And when you get on that level, you can feel it. Like, yes, there's a difference. Like when we first rescued Aria a month ago, we were not on the same level with her. Like our brains and our heads were not linked up Mm -hmm. our hearts. And then over time with love and trust, you know, I feel like we got on the same plane with her. You literally become in sync with each other and you can send each other. You can interact with each other's fields yeah electromagnetic fields you can interact with it you can send the human connection energy to even more than it's love it's human connection yeah exactly it's truly amazing the last thing i was going to say though about the heart is that it is also intuitive there's new data suggesting that the heart's field is directly involved in intuitive perception through its coupling to an energetic information field outside the bounds of space and time using a rigorous experimental design the Institute of Heart Math found compelling evidence that both the heart and brain receive and respond to information about a future event before the event actually happens. <coughs> so your intuitiveness or your, you know, if you're somebody that has premonitions or mm-hmm. you're psychic or you're able to see things that others can't, this could be the heart receiving that intuition before the brain actually does. Because the heart's field may be linked to a more subtle energetic field. So like the larger Taurus field that surrounds a planet mm-hmm. and, you know, it's able to pull information from that field, essentially. Mm. It's been referred to as a spectral domain. So I thought it was really interesting because I think if more research is done on this, we might be able to actually figure out like if we can figure out where consciousness resides and we can really yeah. nail that down. Imagine, you know, the answers that could be unlocked from that. Oh, so many things. And how deep our understanding could be. And Mm -hmm. I think if more people realize that this is real and that there is love is a real thing, it's not because I think a lot of people don't think it's real and don't think it's uh, just kind of this like made up thing or feeling or adjective or whatever it is, a word Mm -hmm. even not as meaningful as they understand or like you it. said a human connection because yeah. love is is a label we put on it but right. at the end yeah. of the day it's a connection yeah it's an energetic connection you feel with right. somebody and it's it's different no matter what like love can be saying like smiling at a stranger yeah that's a human connection but it's you're not in love with them well there yeah you know? there's difference but it's still between love. romantic love right and just love yeah so because we can love everybody notice how like energized you feel if you smile at someone and they smile back right yeah. you leave that feeling like totally almost like you just charged up in a video game like you just got some points yeah you know you charged feel- up <laughs> exactly. yeah you charge up for a second and people that wander around and like spit out negativity and don't and they're not open to love right. they're normally pretty miserable uh yeah most of the time yeah yeah, and people that don't get love, especially growing up, look at yes. who those people are. All Ted the Bundy. a lot of people that commit crimes well, actually, and killers. Actually, I guess he's a bad example. <laughs> I mean, not in all cases. Some of them are loved, but there's they may not have the ability to love, and therefore right. their shit's all out of whack, and they're not able to feel the things that the rest of us feel. So I don't know. It makes a lot of sense to me that there is this sort of deeper level of of connection going on. 
and that our heart is in fact more important. Like you want to take care of your heart and protect it. And, you know, it's interesting how all these years I've been saying like love in my heart, in my heart, you know, there's so many lyrics and so many Mm. words about in your heart. And in reality, it's all really true. It is that it It is is. all about what's in your heart at the end of the day. There's a reason people say that. Nobody says like at the end of your life, it's all about like what's left in your brain. (laughs) It's about like what's left in your heart. Cause that's like Uh. where your most treasured memories and feelings and people are, are in your heart and not your brain. I feel like it just like preached a a message or something. Well, I think a lot of people probably received that message and needed to hear it. So go love someone, go smile at someone. You can affect each other's electromagnetic fields and affect each other's energy levels and And heart levels. So true. It is. I mean, I can feel with you. I can feel with you too. Feel the love. And when we have like fights and stuff, I feel sick. Like I don't feel good. Yeah. You, you physically feel bad. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's our, our fields getting all out of whack and out of sync and everything. Yeah. So you got to come back together and, and on the same page. send the love back to each other. Yep. So yeah, it's true. Get out there and love one another. Yes. <laughs> oh, God, I feel like Ellen. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but we'll go ahead and wrap it up there today, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this ponder sesh on the mile higher podcast. If you did leave us a like and let us know what you thought about these topics. And, uh, if uh, you know what you think about all this, because it's all that it was very interesting. It I enjoyed was. our uh, conversation today. I did too. It was really interesting. It was. It was. So yeah, we will uh, go ahead and end up there. We will uh, see you guys next week. Stay safe and stay woke. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>